We are back for episode number seven. I think the last few times we forgot. I am correct though, right? Episode seven? You are yeah. correct. Yeah. So this is Between Two J's with myself, Jason Profeto. Myself, Adam Profeto. <laughs> and myself, Jay Rhodes. Where's our jingle? Yeah, yeah we're, um, still, we're still working on Between Two J's. We, we got we to gotta take something out of Zach Galifianakis' book. He's, he's the one that has all the brilliance and the... the can, we, can we get sued for this? But no. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's something we're doing here that we can get sued for. That's okay. It's probably too expensive to hire a lawyer anyway. So today, at, at, at sort of a popular request, we, we've been asked to um, do something a little bit different where um, we are going to take the rapid fire sec- segment and, and make it into an entire podcast. And there's been a lot of questions thrown at us. We ourselves have come up with a bunch of questions. And what we are going to do is we're going to sort of filter through these questions one at a time, see which ones we can get through, and, and let the conversation flow as it pertains to uh, CrossFit fitness and all the BS in between. And, and why it'll work so well is because we, we absolutely suck at the rapid fire questions. Keep them up. Right. So it's basically just, <laughs> so episode seven, regular podcast, <laughs> we will talk at length. Adam and I will go on tangents. Jason will pull us back in, in, uh, 60 minutes from now. So, someone actually <laughs> says we should stop calling them rapid fire because how terrible we how are. How dare you. It's a, it's a, it's a true irony what we're doing, right? You rapid do. fire is becoming a 60 minute show. You do not tell us what to do. <laughs> this is our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and you know what? Like, what the hell, man? We're having fun. We're we're talking about fitness yeah, and life, and, and, and just to all the millions of listeners we have, uh, <laughs> we're not actually upset either. <laughs> this is as organic as it comes. I mean, that's right. If you were to see a picture of us right now, I'm eating yogurt, and uh, we we basically we have no script. We just talk straight from the the heart. So actually, you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll do, we'll take a, a quick selfie right now. Yeah, we're taking yeah, a picture yeah, right in this okay. moment. Jay, you get in there a little bit. Beautiful. I'm flexing. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So we'll post that with the actual uh, episode. Yeah, we'll so post positive. a picture. What? So why don't we get started and we'll get right into it. Jay, did you want to start throughout one of your questions? Um, and just yeah. just to let everybody know, um, these are questions that uh, these guys came up with. None of us have seen each other's questions, so these are, are purely organic. And whoever answers the best wins... A prize. A prize. Of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> bonus points. Yeah. yeah. I will award po- bonus points. <laughs> Do I have to answer my own question? Yeah, you can if you want. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, first one, I'm just going to go right right to the top of the list. And this is, it's, it might not be completely fitness related, but I think people might find it interesting. Um, so I'll start with, who, who wants to answer first? Either of us. Just, just ask and then we'll, we'll be one of the two, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll stare okay. at each other and decide. Why did you get into what you are doing now? So as a career choice. Oh, actually, in terms of career, not necessarily fitness. No, not fitness. Not fitness. We've talked lots about that. So, so what, like, yeah. you're, you're, a, you're a family physician. Let, so let, let, me, let me actually add. Can I take a stab at this first? Because of course. Of course. One, one of the books I'm reading right now is called The Happiness Advantage. Awesome book. It's about a, a university professor who spent a lot of time at Harvard and, and taught basically positive psychology. One of the things he says that's really resonated with me is that whereas most people think to become happy, you need to succeed. So that would be the flow. You become successful and as a result, you become happy. He argues it's completely backwards. So those who are actually happy will then succeed. And he has all this different research and evidence as as to why that is true. Can I just say uh, a few episodes back, you gave a quote from... Who was it now? Warren Buffett, I think. Warren Buffett, yeah. And I said, I hate taking advice yeah. from successful people. Right. Yeah. But I think it, it fuels what you're saying there. Yes. You're listening to someone who is successful and you're kind of trying to mimic what they do. and yeah. <clears throat> or, or at least you're trying to follow a, a potentially fallacious, fallacious logic that do X and you will find Y. But really what he's saying is it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally... I really chose something, and this this actually started with me in university. I chose to pursue a career in in kinesiology was my undergrad, and I and I minored in in Italian in things that I honestly enjoyed, and that was my pursuit. I didn't I didn't necessarily I wasn't as cognizant of it at that point as I am now, and that is what I did, and that's what led me to pursue what I did. Um, Are you Italian? 
I, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out whether you guys are actually talented. <laughs> Jason, Jason, it's was overwhelming. <laughs> this candies, you just gave me one of these candies. Can you pronounce like what's that candy? So yeah, so this this so a patient of mine was in Italy. They were in a town called Sulmona in Abruzzo, Italy, which is central Italy, and that the the candy is actually called confetti, right? So this is candy that's. Made in a certain part of Italy. Yeah, so, so I would look. Oh, that's confetti. No, no, that's confetti. <laughs> confetti. That's right. Yeah, and they feed it to the the kids in Italy. Um, <laughs> where, where were we? So that's my answer. No, just talking about uh, using that little bit of a quote. Why? Here. Why you're doing what you're doing? And so my answer really is that I'm doing it because this is what makes me happy, and as a result, it is, it is also what allows me to succeed. <clears throat> right. Okay. So okay. So for me, I'm, uh, Adam here. Um, I'm doing my PhD in math, and um, as far back as I can remember, and maybe Jay Rhodes can even attest to this, I ask well, a lot of questions. I've only known you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even from what you've seen, okay. I ask a lot of questions. I remember working summer jobs, and I would always ask questions. Whenever I didn't understand something, I always, I always ask questions. And um, um, school or academia is, is to me the ultimate level of being able to constantly ask questions, constantly learn. It's allowing yourself to know and to accept that you've never really completed um, the, the learning process, I'll say. And I like to extend that to other parts of my life as well. Um, I think anytime you think you're kind of done learning or you, uh, you no longer need to invest the time to learn new things or you know keep honing what it is that you do, that's when I think trouble starts. So for me, um, and I even use this in my, my uh, application letter, um, I, I just promised myself and, and, um, that I would never stop learning. And so for, to go into the higher academics, that's what I'm kind of trying to accomplish. And hopefully, you know, at one point, I can you know, start to give that back to, to younger people as well. Yeah. What about okay. you, Jay? You got an answer to that too, for sure. Um, yeah, I think... I think uh, it was a bit of a winding path, but I think it's sort of similar to your answer. Um, you know, I, I went through kinesiology in university, and I I, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. You know, you, you I, I love that stuff, and I, you know, I love learning about physiology and biomechanics and all that stuff. And then you get into third and fourth year, and you start hearing the rumblings of, okay, so you're you're going to need another, you're going to need a, a post grad to do anything with this, and it's like. Ah, man, that's kind of scary. Like, and then you start you start asking yourself, "What am I really going to do with this?" So, um, I was I was doing some coaching at the time with younger kids. And I really enjoyed working with kids, so I decided to go into um, teachers' college. And then out of that, there was no there was no teaching jobs, so I, I kind of that just went on the back burner. Um, and I and I did something completely just not related to anything that my schooling well for about a year and a half I worked for Sintas um, outsourcing company like they might do your soaps or like air fresheners here right so I was hauling around uniforms and, and, and doormats and stuff and like carpets for people for like a good year and a half and uh, it, was, it was hard it's hard work um, it was a 5 a.m. start time and uh I've, I think I've talked a little bit about this here, right? How like I was, uh, it was keeping me up at night. Like I, I actually got to a point where it was, it was about a year and a bit in, and I actually was having a lot of trouble sleeping at night because I just it wasn't that, and I don't ever think that a job is beneath me like that. That someone does that work and it's you know it's it's good honorable work, but it wasn't what I was meant to do, and and uh, I remember. I was on, I had a route that went through St. Thomas and uh, just on the other side of the highway from London and I, and I had to service a good life. And I remember every time I'd go in there thinking, man, it would be cool to like work inside here or something or just do something in terms of like, like that's where my passion is, is, is you know, it's all, I've, I just come alive when like sp sports and performing and teaching people and stuff like that. So, um, I didn't do anything with it, and then another couple of uh, months went by, and and uh, this is around the same time my dad got really sick. That's another story, but essentially, I can't I can't continue without sort of. So he got sick from a blood infection, um, just out of nowhere. Like him and my mom were were 
as fit at the time as they'd been in a long time. Going on bike rides, like 20K, 30K bike rides, kayaking and stuff like that. And uh, and then he just got taken down by this and like almost killed him. Like he was down to like 120 pounds as like a full grown male. And like I was going home to visit and stuff. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to see your father in that type of shape. Um, and so I remember one of the, one of the days I was there with him in his hospital bed, um, it just kind of clicked with me. I, I, in my head, I just thought I have so much left to, to give in terms, I, I was also kind of at a fitness low at this point. And I, I thought, you know what, I have more to give. I'm not really done. I still have some fire in me left. So I, I decided right there, that's when I'm like, and that's when I, I'd kind of been dabbling with CrossFit and that's when I decided every sit, like no missing days, didn't matter, tired, you know, no sleep, ripped hands, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that went on for three months and then that sort of changed the, the path of my, uh, my, my life. I started, you know, I started getting some friends into it. I started showing Lacey a few things and, uh, and then I just quit. I remember I, 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 I was up north. I was driving to Kincardine and I got out so early that I got out before the, the roads got shut down. But all the roads were shut down. It was a bad, bad storm. And I was out there. It took me, I think, seven hours to drive home, just like white knuckling. And these, these trucks, they're, it's like driving a sailboat. Like they're big and they blow all over the place. Uh, I couldn't see the road. I was just trying to drive between the trees, right? Like there's trees lying in the street and I'm trying to drive in between. And I got back and I went into the manager and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. Well, and so I put in my two weeks and then I, uh, I started, I, I went into a gym kind of nearby and I just said like, you know, give me a job. Like I, I'll start with nobody and like whatever. And I, first month I made uh, 53 bucks. <laughs> and it was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And then, you know, there's been a lot of things that have happened since then. I mean, you don't just, you know, I had a lot of people that started to believe in me. And when it was time to open a gym, you know, my parents lent us $5,000. They said, pay us back whenever you can. And then there's another person that will go unnamed because that's how they wanted it to be. But they asked uh, Lacey and I to meet for coffee one day and handed us an envelope. And uh, we got home and looked in it, and there was five thousand dollars cash. Um, no, like this isn't this wasn't for anything, but just here. I believe in you, and let's 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 get you started. So there was so many things along the way that um, I just I don't I I don't know. It's there's. I don't know if it would happen again the exact same way, but um, I've just, I just followed, it's that, that old thing, like if you win the lottery, what do you do, yeah. right? I would, I would spend a lot of my time in a gym and I would try to make people confident and happy. So, and so that's what we've done. There, there's, there's, a, there's a cool saying that I, I really like and it's from, I believe it's Shakespeare, William Shakespeare. And he says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The goal of life is to share it with others, right? And it's interesting to hear some of these stories about like how you, how you came to be and, and why you're doing the things you do. And, you know, maybe the gift is, is that this, this obvious passion for human movement and kinesiology and anatomy, physiology, and then sharing it is by, you know, really fostering a, a workout environment. I like that. Bill Shakespeare. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, to that, what you just said. Um, I watched this YouTube channel called Primitive Technology. This guy goes in the woods in Australia somewhere, and he literally just builds everything by hand out of scratch, uh, but from scratch. And it, it makes you realize that not not necessarily today, but much earlier on in, in humans' existence, um, survival was almost um, it, it didn't exist like it did today. And you, the only way you could survive as a species was to teach the, the next generation, to help the next generation understand what needs to be done, how it needs to be done. Nowadays, it's very different. You know, it's, it's um, more scheduled or school, there's all that kind of stuff. But I think there's this raw sort of primitive um, essence to coaching, to teaching, you know, in academics that you're kind of helping the, the species as a whole continue on, right? And if you look way back to those primitive days, 
if the adults just decide one day, listen, we're going to stop coaching, we're going to stop teaching the younger generation, you know, you'd basically have uh, the, the whole species killed off because no one would know yeah. how to continue. So there's this privilege to being human. There's this privilege to being where we are today that's, you know, it's, it's basically on the shoulders of everyone before us. And that did not happen without coaching, without teaching, without the knowledge of or the idea of sharing uh, knowledge. And I think that's the, basically the, uh, an excellent very uh, cool. point. Very cool. Question number two. Yes. Oh, can okay. you can you share one of uh, your questions? Am I asking or do you have a question? No, no, you guys go. We'll, you guys are running these we'll questions. We'll get to him. <laughs> okay, so my first question. Now, it can be answered a little bit differently. We may have different perspectives on it. But the question is, it kind of ties in a bit to last episode. We're talking about beginner's mentality. Actually, it kind of doesn't. But the, <laughs> the question is... Do you ever get burnt out? Now, when I wrote it, I was thinking more with respect to the gym, like to the, you know, going to CrossFit every day or working on every day. Jay, for you, it could be more about coaching, kind of yeah. keeping, keeping, you mentioned it to me at one point, you said uh, Outlaw North is like a ship and you're, you're keeping, not keeping it afloat, but keeping it kind of pointing in the right direction, keeping it going. Do you ever get burnt out from the coaching yeah. side of things, the um, business side of things? Yeah, I, so yeah, I, th- I think I kind of remember that. I feel like I'm kind of the the captain of the ship, yep. right? So I have to make sure that I'm in a good headspace, right? Um, uh, no, honestly, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't gotten one bit of that. Um, and well, it's pretty cool because we're we, we're celebrating five years now. I felt like that as an athlete, and I won't go into that because we've talked about that a little bit. Um, but I think. I think part of it has to do with um, our setting our schedule. Like right from the get-go, we did not set ourselves up to be there all day. We, we're open for classes and we're not really there in between. We're doing things in between. And, you know, I, we, Lacey and I teach high school as well, but it breaks the day up. Um, I don't know. It's we've, we've honestly, we've got, I'm not calling them weird, but we've got different lives, you know, like, you know, to, to own this gym and, be teachers, but like we're supplies so we can kind of, if, if I'm feeling yeah. burnt off, I can book a day off. Like it's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess we're pretty fortunate really. So r- really if I feel that, so I shouldn't say that I never feel that way, but when I feel that way, all I do is I just back off for a day and, right. and I just take a day for myself and I'll still go to the gym and I'll coach for a couple hours. Cause honestly that's, that stuff actually makes me feel alive more than burns me out. And, uh, and then I feel good the next day. I just want to, I want to touch on something here that you're talking about. One, one of, and this has actually been shown in a lot of studies, like the, the different components that bring people to happiness. And one of, one of them is some degree of control and freedom. And it, it, it may almost be, you are, you are, you know, in a, in a, in a good situation by the fruits of your own labor. However, you have also created a situation where there might be a bit of a buffer zone that, that is protective against burnout, right? Yeah. Which, which is, very important in the employment world, generally speaking, because for a lot of people that their employment or their, their company doesn't allow for that buffer zone. Mm-hmm. If you need to take a personal day, take a day off, these things are super important. Well, yeah. And I, re- I remember, um, there was, when we opened our gym, there was, you know, people in different, I remember a guy, uh, in, in Ottawa opened a gym, I think maybe a year or two later and he was telling he's like oh man i'm up to like 150 200 members like you know within a year but he was working th- literally in his gym 13 14 hours a day every day and like I, I you know what i'll sacrifice that for a little bit of more slow organic growth um because you know it's to uh, that that job that i worked beforehand touching on burnout um there was actually a lit, it was, it got reset every year. It's called the warrior list. You didn't take a day off. Hmm. If you got, if you took a day off, you got removed from the warrior list. And what, what happened was actually, so you're, you're, you have a route and you go take care of all your customers. Um, when you take a day off, they still need to get serviced. So in the morning, now at 5 a.m., your truck doesn't go out. So whoever's near you has to unload your truck load it onto their truck and basically do a double day and spend like 15 hours out there. And that sucked. We, we, I had to do that. I was on the, I was on the receiving end of that more times than I was, I, I was sick one time with, uh, 
I don't get sick very often, like once every 10 years or so, like for real, I, I just don't really get sick very often. But when I do, it knocks me on my ass. Um, I went through um, the flu and pneumonia in a two week stretch, sort of at the same time. And I took one day off and it was the second week. It was the Monday. It was just so bad. I could hardly even, I, I shouldn't have been driving a truck. I could hardly see, hmm. but uh, I would get home for two weeks and I would get home. I would go straight to bed. You could ask Lace about this. She was like a godsend yeah. at that time. Huh. And then th- this sort of workplace mentality can lead to burnout. You know, That's so I, I, um, I, I say this too, and in response to this question, I don't, I don't want to sound like too pompous or arrogant, but I, I feel like I have not burnt out either. And I, I'll tell you the reason why. I think that the, there's a huge risk for everybody to burn out. And we see burnout all the time with patients, especially around work and stress and different um, things that can happen in life. The, the one thing I, I, I feel fortunate to have done over years is compartmentalize three, you know, may, maybe three or four very distinct parts of my life. One has been either academics and now what is I could call work. Two is um, physical exercise. Three is family and four is other hobbies that happen. Like, you know, if you sit and have a play a game of chess or you know, if you if you're going for a kayak and more of a go kayaking in more of a leisurely way, or, or you're reading, or Starcraft, or you're playing Starcraft and some some major nerdy video games. We'll tell, that we we'll tell that. <laughs> but that compartmentalization, saying yes, I am going to exercise today, and then after this, I am going to go to work, and then after that, I know that I have time with my family. I think that's been that sort of mitigative strategy that's, that's allowed me to stay away from that. Um, I think in a, in a role where you are taking care of people, um, it's super important to not get burnt out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't take, if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take right. care of others. Right. And that's, that's, uh, that's the role of a doctor. That's the role of a coach. That's the role of a parent. That's right. And, um, kind of to touch on what your, your word that you spoke about last week, resentment, right? Building mm-hmm. resentment toward the process of fitness, right? I think the same thing can be, be built, you know, if you start to burn out, but you just can't get away. Yeah. Oh, like, that's just yeah. a life of resentment, right? Adam? <laughs> um, I, I can't. I, in truth, I kind of screwed the question up. <clears throat> it's supposed to be more, re- they're great answers. It's supposed to be more related to a, as like an athlete. Hmm. Um, oh. Bruno has an athlete. Yes, yes, I have. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how would you answer it, though? Uh, I'm going to go more the athlete route. Sure. Okay. Do I get burnt out as an athlete? And um, my question is, yeah, I, I have. And I can't remember specific times, but I do remember feeling like it was all for nothing at points, right? And it, there's always days where things don't go your way. Certain lifts you're expecting to happen don't happen. And then you just start to question things and... Um, and my, my follow-up question was going to be, how do you, you know, combat getting burnt out? And I, I can't really think of a, an answer, but, um, I just, I just wanted to point out that I, as an athlete, definitely get burnt out, um, in the gym. And, um, I think I'm going to, I was hoping it was normal. I think, I hope you guys get burnt out too as, as athletes. Yeah. It's normal. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. It's, it's not the worst thing in the world just to every now and then take a week off, like mm-hmm. a complete, like, yeah. you know, take a week off, whether it's vacate, you know, you go on vacation, don't go looking for gyms there. Just, yeah. just go and do your thing. Enjoy your time with your family. And then when you come back, you're hungry, you're hungry. You're like, you know, that lows, that tail end of the vacation, you know, it sucks to come back from a vacation. Sometimes they're, they're fun. It's a good time. But you're like, Oh man, I, kind of like excited to get back into the gym i wonder what they're doing today yeah the that that's interesting gym on vacation because if you looked at me eight months ago and we actually went somewhere in november florida actually by disney, example, disney, disney world we have a chance but recently i think maybe beginning of the year i went to florida uh fort lauderdale and it's the same thing i was going i was finding the gym almost every day if not every other day but now i've, I've kind of learned to appreciate that time off yeah and i think maybe the deeper you get into you know or the longer you've been in uh a fitness schedule, you, you, you appreciate that time off and you're happy to kind of take it. Whereas 
when you're first starting out, it almost seems scary that I have such a good thing going that now I'm going to take, you know, a week off and is it going to destroy everything? It's like we talked about last week. You have to stick with your schedule. Yeah. The the other thing to add to this too, and I mean, I I, I was quite interested in this uh, during the triathlon days is that there's, there's actual burnout where there's a degree of resentment, a complete distaste for the, the sport that you're engaging in. And then there's probably on a spectrum, I would imagine it exists, but towards the other end is perhaps like overtraining, right? Right. To a point where it's not so much that you're burnt out, but you, you need to dial it back a little bit. Mm. And I think that can happen from both a physical and mental or psychological I think, perspective. I think mental would come long before physical. Yeah. I think so. Right? Yeah. And, so, and it's not necessarily that like you're completely burnt out from the sport. So I, I think... The, the one thing is recognizing that there is a spectrum that exists and that that balance is very key. Focusing on the journey, the day-to-day stuff and enjoying it is probably a very helpful psychological tool to have. And I would say that if, if you're trying to focus on a certain destination and you don't feel like you're hitting it just yet or you're continuing to focus on the actual results, it's going to be difficult to avoid burnout unless you're really enjoying the day-to-day thing. Now, I mean... In, in light of all these sayings I've been pulling out, I bring one again that I've said before. If you focus on the results, you will not see change. If you focus on change, you will see results, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I got a list here. So do you want to do it? We'll do a, maybe a couple of like rapid, like true quick hitter. Like, you know, yeah, we don't need to go into. I've yeah, got like, yeah, let's hit those ones. Maybe two or three of these. And yeah. then we'll kind of dive back into some. Uh, quick question. Will we ever get to tell our, our StarCraft story? Not on here. We don't. <laughs> dark times. Okay. Uh, quick one. Uh, we'll just go around, you know, no more than 20 seconds, right? If you need to explain a little bit. If you, and this is, this one is not necessarily fitness related. If you could have one talent that you don't currently possess, what would it be? Yeah. It's funny you ask that question. I've had an answer to that question my entire life. And for me, it's always been more languages. Okay. I feel like I'm being interviewed for a, a job. <laughs> uh, no, the, the language is one. I, I have to go with that too. Um, whenever I see someone speak another language, to me, honestly, it's, it's, mm. it's pretty cool. I'll make my notes here. No, <laughs> you know, no quick, original thought <laughs> copying. <laughs> yeah, a, quick, a quick reason why though, and it's actually, it kind of applies to fitness. When I see someone speak, I, I personally do not speak German, but when I see someone speak German, I think to myself, that is a whole world of language that I absolutely have no idea how it's formed, with, the, with how the verbs are, are put together and what the words look like. And I admire that, that ignorance, that actual hole in, in my knowledge. Okay, mine, mine is um, playing the piano. I, I wish that, and I, I, when I say I wish, I tried, I tried this for a little bit and I just, it wasn't, I wasn't natural enough to it. I wish I could play the piano so well that I could just almost listen to myself play. You know what I mean? Just create beautiful music. Someone that's like just fantastic, like so talented on the piano, I could, I could sit and just watch them for hours. Yeah, that's cool. I okay. remember, I remember, wait, in grade four. We did recorders <laughs> and we were being tested on them. And the one guy who went before me, he screwed up miserably. And I know a song we're playing, but he screwed up miserably. And the teacher said, oh, your recorder's probably dirty. Go clean. <laughs> yeah, there's dirt in there. That's why. That's why you suck. <laughs> so I, I followed up next. And mine was just as terrible. <laughs> but she didn't give me. <laughs> she didn't like, cut me any slack. So I said, oh, I think... <laughs> said I think mine's dirty too <laughs> like, no it's pristine uh, I asked to go clean it she said no but uh, okay, that just reminded one. me of that next one and this the, we don't we need to explore this too too much if you weren't doing what you're doing now what would you be doing so if you weren't a doctor if you weren't if you weren't the mathematician my, my answer is kind of ironic because the two things I honestly would have done, I think, if I didn't get into medicine, one would have been like pursue. I, I'm I'm in the process of doing a master's, but pursuing like like a PhD route and and much higher academics, which is what Adam's kind of doing. And and the other thing is is got getting in deep into the fitness world and 
whatever that means, if it was more into training or, or running a place or something like that. Things that I, n- neither of which I can do obviously now, but it, uh, sort of to follow your paths around the table here. I think, um, well, I would say astronaut. I feel like it's what, like a little kid would, would answer. But uh, there's, that's, that's your answer. It's, that's your answer. It's there. But one thing I wanted to do was uh, be a mountain climber. Remember I said to you, mm. Jason, in, uh, in another life, mm. if we didn't have families and all that, I would, I'd be free soloing uh, yeah, Yosemite. Interesting. One, one of my fantasies, just getting back to my thing, one of my fantasies, and actually this is something I probably will do at one point, is just going to some massive library somewhere where it just it's known for how big it is like in New York or in Europe or wherever and just like sitting in a corner for hours and drinking some sort of decaf coffee and, and reading some getting, high, highly esoteric literature getting crazy on that decaf <laughs> um, mine would be something in the area of like criminology oh. like that type of stuff I, I yeah I'm fascinated by that stuff like crime documentaries like true story stuff I, I love that stuff I, I, very interesting. I have a friend who's a, a detective. Yeah, we were talking about. And him I, I, I want to like ask him for like his cold cases, like the cases that haven't been solved. <laughs> Maybe you solved like, Yo, them. I take a stab at one of these. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there on your desk? <laughs> Open that folder for me. Okay, and the last, the last kind of rapid fire one. Um, is there a sport that you think you could be great at, but you never played or you never really got into? And feel for, like this isn't time to I, be modest. Like, there's you're not going to start now <laughs> necessarily, yeah. right? But maybe yeah. you can. Maybe maybe. So me personally, I, I I've played, and I say this uh, knowing that I've played many many sports, like competitively at the high school and university level too. Um, every time I play volleyball, it's always very. It's on a beach or something. Oh, are you going to say that too? Yeah, it's okay. I'll pick something else. But every time I play like on a beach, and you know. Like you go into an all-inclusive resort and yeah. there's some like 70-year-old man beside you and everyone's... I just feel like I have this this potential that could be unleashed if I was properly coached and played it at right. and, and, and a, in a more formal way during my high school and university years. So I would say volleyball. So you were like me then. Volleyball ran at the same time as football. Yes. Right? That's we, right. We made fun of the guys that played volleyball. So did we. But now, <laughs> now I play, I've played beach volleyball for the last like four years on the, the sandbox. Yeah. And it's so fun. Oh my goodness, it's a fun sport. But see, that, that's for Adam and I, like we played high school, our, sorry, we played football our whole high school life. And it was, it was, that's exactly what happened, right? Yeah. You don't even get you don't even get a look at it. That's right. Okay, Adam. I never thought about that. But volleyball too, like I favor a lot of the tall guys. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, but the setters aren't tall. Yeah. Um, or a libero. Libero, yeah. so they're not tall. Um, I would I would say volleyball, but not to copy you. I would say tennis, and I actually played tennis a few years ago. I did a couple a couple years with it. Yeah. That's when I was my heaviest, and that's when I okay. played with Joe that one night. Yeah. Um. Yeah, tennis. I, it's uh, what I like about tennis is, and it's one of the few sports where you're battling by yourself, right? And I've read this about tennis. It's often why you see tennis players yell at themselves, smash rackets, because they don't have teammates to lean on. You know, it's either you perform yourself or you lose, right? Yeah. In a team sport, that may not necessarily happen. If you have yeah. a bad game, there's others to lean on. But it was always, it was always a very fun sport. It was, um, I enjoyed it. I wish I, I, I wish I had an earlier start. Yeah. And then I would have probably made it to the, mm. the ATP and won a few. Yeah. Grand snaps. But yeah, I digress. Adam Federer. <laughs> Adam Federer. Um, I love Federer. I'm, I can't decide between the two, so I'm just going to say both. Um, rugby and wrestling. Mm. Yeah. Wrestling's a good one. Wrestling, yeah. Um, I would have liked to take a crack at hockey back in the day, but I, just knowing myself, I'm not... I'm, I'm decent hand-eye coordination, but like I'm a speed and power guy, right? Like, I, <laughs> So rugby, I have a friend that he always tried to get me into rugby. I met him in university, right? And I was a running back, so he's like, man, we get you on the wing. He's still trying to get me. He tried to get me to sign up for Stony Creek (laughs) men's rugby this summer. Um, And then the other one is wrestling. Uh, My dad was actually quite a good wrestler. And um, he just, he he kind of bumped heads with his coach. Like his coach kind of wanted him to to do it for the wrong reasons. He wanted points for the team and everything. And, you know, he wasn't Mm -hmm. interested in individuals, but... Um, apparently he, he, uh, the guy, so he grew up in Ottawa and the guy that was the Eastern Ontario champion and went to offset and everything, this guy couldn't touch him. 
So, you know, that kind of like, and I, I, I don't know, it's a, it's a different, mm-hmm. I tried a little bit, of, I tried MMA for like a, like a month. And then I realized like, I'm just like, I was there to, I was there to train. Yeah. I don't want to be punched in the face and stuff. Like I'm through those days. Right. Like maybe when I was younger and stupider. Right. But yeah. uh, the wrestling, but before we would get into striking and stuff like that, like I would wrestle, I'd do grappling and stuff with guys my size and I was pretty good at it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's one that I feel like I it's could fun, have been It's okay funny to say that about the, I, I, I was going to, if you had to reverse the question said one sport that you definitely don't think you could do. I, I, I love the training aspect of MMA and jujitsu. I, I honestly don't think I could consistently fight and hurt people like that. Like I just is I'm not comfortable with that. That's something I literally yeah. and I admire those guys. These guys that fight in the UFC and I enjoy watching MMA, but I, I do not and I will never have that mentality. No, it's not me either. I know I get like butterflies for them. Like, yeah. oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous for Conor McGregor. Right? <laughs> but MMA like grappling's I think it's a fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool for fitness, right? Because like, it's a. Uh, even like jiu-jitsu. If you, if you grapple with someone for 10 minutes, like you're exhausted. Very hard. Yeah, yeah. So um, did you have to do, in kinesiology, did you have to do activity courses? A few, yeah, we did. Okay, so we had one. Uh, my roommate and I both took it at the same time. It was judo, mm-hmm. right? So we had our geese and everything, and we learned how to do throws. And uh, we kind of, there was an unwritten, like we were both pretty athletic, and we went hard. Like on the mats, people gave us a lot of space, and we would go. Um, and we had a, we had a very good, um, shoot, uh, there's a name for it. Our, 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 our teacher, our oh. teacher. So his name is Ray Takahashi and he was, he's a tiny guy, like probably 120 pounds and he could own us. Yeah, he would cool. just leverages and understand. Uh, he, so he was fourth at, at the 1984 Olympics in mm. wrestling and now he's, he was teaching judo. And, uh, yeah, but he, he would show us chokes and he'd, you know, he'd be demonstrating and then all of a sudden he would just, just cinch down a tiny bit and all of a sudden you are completely cut off of there <laughs> and you're tapping out, right? He was just effortless. And we were like 50 pounds, 60 pounds heavier than him, right? He's just owning us. But that, that's, that's what's cool about, uh, more like the jujitsu and all that Taekwondo and all that stuff where it's, sim- it's similar to CrossFit. Like you're, you're using very specific techniques to manipulate physical, physical movements. Weightlifting. Very similar to weightlifting. Weightlifting, yeah, yeah. Sort of weightlifting movements. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Like you yeah. started looking at like power, you know, yeah. like cleans and then yeah. snatches and how you do yeah. that stuff, right? Well, people, I, I say like anyone that comes from like um, a sport that's done that where they have a high degree of body awareness. So that's like mm. gymnastics, um, dance, diving, uh, but any, like mar- a lot of martial arts too, they pick up weightlifting very quickly. Oh, that's that's pretty yeah. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Next question. Out. I'm wondering why we don't have any. What did you call them? What? Uh, those classes you had to take in kinesiology. Activity courses. Yeah, we didn't have any activity well, courses in math. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys, you guys are developing algorithms and proofs and that sort of thing. What are you going to do an activity course? Adam, why don't you take the next question? Sure. All right. One second. Okay. Uh, let me pick a good one here, guys. Okay. Actually, I, I want to ask this one because I think each one of us may have a different answer. Um, give me one difference in um, your mentality towards CrossFit when you go into a CrossFit workout or why you do CrossFit um, from when you first started versus now. Hmm, that's a cool question. Hmm. Put a lot of effort into that in these questions. I, actually, right, so yeah, just to state it more vaguely, right, Something that differs in your um, in your mentality um, for doing CrossFit from when you started to now, or even approaching workouts, if you want to get more specific. Do you want to take a stab at it first? Yeah, there, there's um, and this may or may not answer directly what you're asking, but it was it was from today when you and I were chatting a bit about the workout that we did today. So we're we're dipping back into the CrossFit world in this conversation. The workout today was as many reps as possible in 12 minutes. And it was the following sequence of movements. You had to do a run for 200 meters, followed by 15 air squats, followed by um, 10 power cleans. And for men, we had to do it at 115 pounds. And then two wall climbs, where you actually start in a push-up position. The, the, the soles of your feet are against the wall. You go into an actual um, hollow 
and then you you start to climb up the wall until your chest is, is flush with the wall and your hands should be at the wall too Jason yes which which I may or may not have done today but the, the, the part of today that struck me was that none of these movements were particularly uh, challenging or not doable per se, and much more for you guys, especially when it comes to those cycling the power cleans as opposed to me. But then when you, when you see that, and there's no obvious rest, and it's as many reps as possible, and it's not five minutes, it's 12 minutes, then all of a sudden, the appreciation for proper pacing is that much more important, right? So I had a bit of a reflective moment today about, you know, like what does pacing really mean? One and two, how does that how does that come into workouts where the certain movements are difficult or will or you know they will slow you down as opposed to none of them will really slow you down. Mm-hmm. And then the last thought I had after that was it, it's actually very similar to doing something like a long distance run. If all you're going to do is run of course you can run, but how long do you have to go? Because depending on how long you have to go, pace is going to be that much more important before your tank runs empty. It's like I read or heard somewhere, um, every athlete in CrossFit is scaling. And if they're not scaling the movements or the reps, they're scaling the pace. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. always go faster. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, mine, it's actually it's actually pretty similar. So when I, when I first started it was all about like just go hard go hard and and i i kind of i have this such a background in pacing that i it was just new for me and i i just kind of forgot about all that i was just like okay i'm working on just go hard go as fast as i can if the goal is to go as fast as or to to get the best time then obviously go as fast as i can right from the get-go not necessarily right if you link Mm -hmm. this to a run you're going for a 5k run and you you set a personal record on your mile time probably going to go pretty downhill from there right you're going to suffer through that last half so um you know something that i do now um i think almost subconsciously because i've done so many workouts um you know thousands now at this point thousands of like crossfit watts um so if I'm looking at today, which I haven't done this workout, and I, if I do it, I might I might have to do it early this afternoon because we're actually going to uh, Guns N' Roses concert oh, yeah. tonight. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, we're leaving at 4.30. Um, so I would look at this. Okay, how long is a round going to take me? The workout's 12 minutes. So say the run, I'm not going to just blow the doors off the run. So say I come in from the run at, at 40 seconds, right? And uh, then 15 air squats, we'll call it. Again, I'm, it's 12 minutes. I'm going to have to breathe a little bit. So we'll say 25 seconds, right? Um, and then 10 hang power cleans. Uh, I'm going to account for doing them unbroken. Um, so let's say 20 seconds. And then two wall climbs, um, five seconds per, maybe a little bit of like, you know, those get tough. So let's call it 15 seconds. So we're at 40 plus 25. So we're at a minute five. Uh, add 20 seconds for the cleans, we're at a minute 25, add 15, we're at a minute 40, right? Um, Add 10 seconds for transition times maybe, so we're at a minute 50, and now so I'm looking, okay, I'm just sub two. Um, I didn't, when I accounted for my pacing, I'm not going as fast as I possibly can. If I, as fast as I possibly can, it's probably gonna be not much over a minute, right? right? mm -hmm. So slow that down a bit, I'm like, okay, sub two, 12 minutes, um, account for a little bit of fatigue. My goal is to get six plus rounds, mm-hmm. right? And then I would use the clock as I go. So I, as I finish my second wall climb and run back out the door, I'll have a glance at the clock. And, you know, I saw, I do this for people too. When you went out the door yeah, this you, morning, you looked at the clock. 152. Yeah, I saw you look at the clock. I'm like, shit, should yeah. I look at the clock too? Hmm. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> um, so 152, right? So, um, and then I would just, I would try to stay ahead of that. I would try to, okay, second round's got to be done before four minutes. I got to be out the door before four and then before six, before yeah. eight. And then judging, you know, if, if I get four rounds done and I'm at just over seven and change, well, then I make a new goal. Now it's not mm-hmm. six. Like I, if I, if my goal now is six rounds, then I'm, I'm basically just backing off the last little bit. Right. So I need to, I need to maybe, okay, let's, let's get into that sixth round. Let's try to get the run done. Right. So I'm always kind of reevaluate. So 
it, it takes time and like I rhyme off these numbers. Like I don't even know if I'm doing the workout today. I haven't really thought about right. it until now, but I can rhyme off those, those times and paces. Like I've, I've done so much of this. Right. And I can kind of, I, I can do this for people too. Like I, I have an idea of what pacing should be like. So that's, that's something for me. Um, even though I'm not focusing on competing or anything, I still, like we've talked about, I still want to get the most out of myself on any given day. That, that's, that's great awareness. I can, I can honestly say I've, I've never gone that deep. I wish I, I had that ability. Um, the, the takes, most I've ever it takes practice. The, mo- the most practice. I've ever done is uh, keeping pace when there's multiple rounds and you have a break between. So you say, okay, that round took me this long. Rest up. Let's try and do that at the same pace. Um, today, when I left for that second run, actually my first round, I, I saw you look at the clock. <laughs> yeah. I thought, shit, shit. You know, and I wondered. I'm like, I guess. See, for me, whenever it's a, 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 cl- a clump together amrap, it's just I'm still in the mode of go fast, you know, don't die along the way. And then I see where I'm kind of at and I, and I psychologically just try to maintain that pace in terms of, um, my heart rate zone. Like uh, my heart rate jumps up pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. You can reach threshold really yeah, quickly. So I, I can, I, I, when I, when I used to do running, I used to go without a watch. Like I, I would, I could tell if I was in zone two, like, you know, I, I knew where I kind of was. So I try to keep that feeling when I'm doing the workout as well. I know when I'm in trouble. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm staring at the bar for, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. But what I try to do now, where, where my biggest difference is before, um, it was, I wanted a big number. I wanted to put a number on the board. I wanted to, you know, show people I'm there kind of thing. Now, whenever I finish a workout, I have this uh, reflection and I look back and I say, what could I have done better? Um, you know, what could I have improved on? And there, it's this, it's this, not that I, I just did the best I could, whatever I go, there, there's got to be room for improvement. Then I always wonder how can someone get a better score? Not like who's going to beat me kind of thing, but how could I get a better score next time? And it's, it's good to, I think I never used to reflect on workouts. It was just go, go guns blazing, see what other people did. Hope you stacked up well against them. Now it's more like, you know, how did I, how did I approach it? How did I handle myself during it? And now, now it's done. What could I do better the, uh, next time? That's, I think that's, that's someone who, someone who does this is someone who's going to improve a lot, hmm. right? You're always kind of, you know, you, you're, you place importance on it, right? And, and you, you know, we, you talked about getting fit by accident and, you know, it's not necessarily all about the results, but you're looking for ways to get better. Yeah. It's kind of that you're approaching it with, even if it's like the fifth time that you've done the same workout, right? It could be like, oh, this is an old hat. I'll just do the workout and get my time. Like I can probably, I know what it's going to be with in five seconds. Like the yeah. last time we did Fran, I knew, I knew what my time was going to be within, but huh. I still walk away from it. Like, okay, that was, you know, I might've had a little bit more in the tank. Where could I have, it's yeah. approaching it with a beginner's mindset. So not necessarily beginner mentality. You're not necessarily a beginner anymore, but yeah. looking at it from the perspective of a beginner, like what do I have to learn here? Right. right. There's um, I think it's a Japanese saying for it's, it's a word for this. It's called Shoshin, right? Beginner's mentality. So it's always looking at something with, with an open mind and, and, what can I learn from this? Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, that dives a little bit into the the Buddhist world as well. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you guys have a few more questions. I, these are these are awesome questions. Did you want to go back to one of yours, Jay? Um, yeah, just give me a second. I'll pull. Them. Okay, so you got a little bit more time to go. Through. Okay, here's here's one, um, and it might not spur a huge discussion. Maybe it will. Um, with with us, it usually will. Yeah. <laughs> what what fitness related thing? will you do in the next year that you've never done before? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a very fascinating question. It's, it's the only so, question I produce. <laughs> so, for me, for me personally, for a long time, I, I've, I've never been these, these tough mutters and obstacle courses. I, I never really have appreciated them to the point that I'm starting to appreciate them now. And I'll tell you why. And actually it comes down to this, this ninja warrior stuff. I, I was watching a, I was watching one of the, the, you know, those very successful guys on ninja warrior where they basically show you, show them start him or her start to end. And they're so successful and everyone's cheering them on. And I was watching this guy do some movements. And at one point he did, I think three, three different exercises or movements consecutively that required grip strength and him hanging. And I just kept thinking to myself, man, like 
if I, if I think of myself doing 10 consecutive, you know, pull-ups or what it takes to do muscle-ups or what it takes to do chin-ups or any of that climbing stuff. Climbing a rope. Climbing a rope. And I just thought, like, this guy's shoulders and hands must be burning. And just to see him do it and the different ways he had to do it. And there's that one where you start, you're, you're hanging, like, in a pull-up position on a bar, but the bar's mobile. Yeah. Oh, the salmon ladder. The yeah. salmon ladder. Yeah. And then you have to go up. And up. Yeah. When I look at those exercises now... I have much more of an appreciation for them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've started to consider or dabble with is like one of these Ninja Warrior obstacle course things or whatever you want to call it or, or a, a Tough Mudder. Mm-hmm. The other thing about a Tough Mudder that I never liked is that you get dirty. <laughs> I don't want my shoes having mud on them. I've never, I've never liked that. <laughs> I've, never, I've never liked that, that thought or feeling. You gotta like jump into a pool of, of mud over there. Well, oh, I want go, to- <laughs> I'm going to Tough Mudder on Saturday. Yeah. So we, we're doing the full Tough Mudder and uh, you don't go with shoes that you plan on wearing again. Yeah. I just, I, I was, I take an old pair of shoes. I just leave them there. Yeah. There's showers at the end? There's hoses. <laughs> it's freezing cold. It yeah. It's, it's honestly the, the, the hour. Well, it's, it's, so I've done a few of these now and they're, they're so much fun. And I, it's funny. I, I have a new appreciation for them too. I used to do them. It was just something to do as athletic. I never, I don't find them very challenging. Like I can get through these obstacles. I can run. I can keep a decent pace, but I don't go to do them for that reason anymore. I go to do them to help the group succeed. Yeah. And um, the one that we did last year with a group from the gym was, uh, it was one of the most. Like I'd put it in the top five days that we've had as a as a gym. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, right. And you're, you're coming on Saturday, right? Yep. And it's, yep. it's going to be a blast. And we did the half last year with, we didn't really know what we were signing up for. So we signed up for the wrong one. We're doing the full <laughs> this year. Um, right. And, uh, it's, it's a long, it's long, it's, it's fun. Um, but that, that when you finish and like you, you're kind of, your adrenaline comes down a little bit and you, you, you start to hose off. It's, it's uncomfortable for a little while. Like you're cold. You all, all you want to do is, is, get changed, be in like a warm blanket, right? So j- just, to, just to contrast that, our older brother Daniel was doing a longer distance triathlon in Italy. So this guy starts by swimming in the Adriatic Sea, and then he, he, then he rides a bike on like a, you know, like a two $3,000 bike, yeah. and then he runs on the streets of Italy, and then at the end, there's literally red carpet type things that he runs in on, and they had a whole tent, a special made tent with warm showers. You know, like, so like that, that's, that's sort of the endurance life that I've been used to. So yeah. to think about a tough mutter, the fact that I have to give up a pair of shoes <laughs> and you know, everyone's got a dirty and shower yeah, that's, cold. That's yeah, that's <laughs> how, about, how about you? Adam? you uh, I don't know if it's fitness related, but, uh, I guess it kind of is. It was uh, one thing I always wanted to try was portaging. So like going to Algonquin park, hopping on a canoe with stuff in the back and you basically ride the. The river or wherever you go, and you just camp to the side. Yeah, that is off. Honestly, I, I I want to do that. I want us to do that. I want this. Well, we should do a podcast out there. And we'll, like, you know what's going to stop us from doing that? Is our wives. <laughs> well, there. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, should, I, 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 I should shut my mouth right now. <laughs> the three of us go portaging, and we'll like videotape the whole thing. Man, okay, that would be, but it would it would be cool to do like true portaging, yeah, yeah. limited materials and that sort of thing. Yeah. Can I interject here? Because that's exactly mine. Yeah. That's yeah. So Lace and I have talked about this. Um, so she wants to go. <laughs> um, so that's something that uh, we we might even do it before the summer is over. I'm not sure. Um, it's it's kind of getting there. We got probably two months left, right? We just tell Lacey time. that she's been replaced with Jason. <laughs> and Adam. Sorry, Lacey. Uh, so that's something, and I have done this before, but it's been a long time, and it, it was a it was a grade eight, our, our grade eight end of year trip. We went on a four day canoe trip, uh, but it was it was you know you got teachers and chaperones and everything. It's very directed, you know. Um, I want to get out there and and just kind of you know, go. Um, but that's exact same thing. Couple days, canoe, portage, Algonquin park. Like you took the words out of my mouth. 
So my question was going to be, hey, who are you going to do that with? <laughs> you know, because I know that Lace wants to go. I don't know if Nicole is interested oh, in There's no chance that yet. type of thing. Well, is there going to be a ballet <laughs> ballet section in the Algonquin Park? Easy. This is my dream. I, I want to wake up one night, like, like something's rummaging outside the tent. And I get out of the tent and there's this bear just kind of sitting there. You lost me then. <laughs> you totally lost me. But we both just kind of like lock eyes and just kind of stare at each other for maybe five, five, ten seconds. And then we kind of just nod to each other and he wanders off. You know, and there's this mutual understanding. Yeah, we're both bear. You know you're not actually a bear. We've done this, but we've gotten into this before. But imagine just the kind of like what? nodding like, okay. Okay, so what I'll if... I'll respect your space. What? Okay, okay. What if, what if it doesn't go that way? In attacks? Or okay, let me let me ask you guys a rapid fire question here. Um, if you're running at a bear, so it's running at you, you're running at it. I can would. you juke it? Can you take left and go right and <laughs> no. think you would confuse uh, it? We, we've talked about. I've I've always thought that I'd be able to. <laughs> really? Yeah. Could you? Could you? I, could I've, you I've always a bear. Could you point behind it as yeah. though like, something was falling on it? <laughs> you know, pretend <laughs> there's a tree up there. <laughs> Look, something in the tree. <laughs> The other thing oh is, if you God. could, if you could get a bear into a headlock, like uh, you know, like in MMA when they're fighting and the guy's got got the guy's back. They're trying a baby bear. No, a bear. Um, <laughs> Do you think your arms would fit around the neck of a bear? No, no, not like a, a more aggressive species like a black bear or a grizzly. But imagine you were mounted on its back, arms around its neck. How did you get there? And, the, and you suck sunk in your your. Uh, you sunk hips. the hooks in, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the hooks. So Back you, to MMA. Yeah, so imagine like an MMA position. So you're literally. grappling with a bear. You've got a bear <laughs> in a rear naked choke. If could you choke it out in that in that scenario, or would it, if it, like how could it fight that? Well, it, it would it, bite it both breathe. of your arms off, and <laughs> then it would walk away with them. Hey, not not to digress, but there's another thing that would be super cool <laughs> is uh, the bouldering. What's that? It's, oh, it's like it's rock climbing type stuff without a harness. Yeah, it's free solo, yeah, man. That. What's that called? Free solo. You climb a rock with nothing but chalk. Cross, Crossfitters would be great at it. It's how much chalk we go no. <laughs> See, you, for, there's certain things now. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm getting older, but like risk reward type stuff. Yeah. Um, climbing a climbing a mountain or a rock without any like I just. I honestly, I don't know if I trust myself enough to do no, that. I'm not practiced enough to do it. No. Like I do lots of things, probably, you know, like when I'm setting up to try to snatch 250 pounds, they, some people probably looking at it like, you, you know, you're going to die. You dropped it on your head. No, it's a snatch, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they look, I look at rock climbing the same way. When, when we were, Lace and I were on our honeymoon, we were climbing a mountain in Greece and we got to this really high elevation. There was this valley and we look up. And there's there's goats everywhere, like oh, yeah. 100, 150 maybe. Like they're everywhere, and there was this couple going in, like just walking through and like taking pictures of them all. And Lace is like, "Hey, let's go." And I was like, "Absolutely not, yeah, absolutely not, right?" And they're not they're not just like little goats that you go and pet on the at <laughs> the petting zoo. They're they're rams, right? They have the yeah, they've yeah. got the full horns and everything. And we're up we're up on a mountain, and if something happens. Yeah. There's and this is what's going through my head. Like I'm, I, I felt like I was like protecting her from being her worst enemy, right? So we actually, we actually climbed. We we went around. We climbed up this like kind of treacherous spot to go around all these things. Cause who knows, man? I don't know the, I don't know the nature of of these these yeah, goat or these rams. And if you get into their space, like if they try to buck you, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they would. Right. So I'm sure they would. So. Um, what if you if you get injured halfway up a mountain? What the heck? like? We weren't even planning on doing. It. We didn't even have water. Yeah. So what were you gonna do? Side note: You could juke around. The you ever? Yo, you could juke the <laughs> hell out of these things. Break their ankles. Uh, you ever seen these positions that goats get yeah, themselves into? I was, I was into? gonna say. They'll be on, on the side on, of a cliff. On our way back like, down. Like you just look, oh, yes. They're yes. standing on on a space that's no bigger than their feet will allow. Their like physically Ho- hoofs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, feet. Hoofs. 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 Yeah. Hoofs. Um, hoofs. <laughs> there we go. Sound like Joel Pesci. Uh, I don't know. And you don't know how they get there or how they're going to get off. Yeah. Yeah, like they're on that, like, a little area, but yeah. there's like, nothing within. No, there's distance. nothing. Yeah, it's like, well, well, you like just slid down. They've been airdropped in and then some, you know. <laughs> you guys are saying you want to, like, do goat climbing? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but Google, <laughs> Google Alex Honold, H-O-N-N-O-L-D. That, that's the guy in the free solo where that did El Capitan. He did all the Yosemite things. Look at this wow. picture of him. El Capitan is beautiful. Dangling there. When you watch this guy go, it gives me like chills down my spine. He's a free solar. So he does your worst nightmare there. Now, just so just as we're rounding to an end, um, Adam, did you have any like rapid fire questions? Because I, I have a question that I, I'm genuinely curious to hear you, you guys. You ask your question. Let me ask it. Like, let's, let's end with this one because this ties back into the theme of, of teamwork and CrossFit. Um, what, what has the, and I'm newer to this than you guys are, what has the partner workout in CrossFit? How has that evolved for you guys to where it is now? How do you guys view it? What's your mentality going into it? What do you think about the partner workout? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I, I never used to be uh, very fond of them. Not, not like that I hated them, but um, I guess it also ties into what, what, how your mentality has changed throughout start from when you first started to where you are now. But there's still, there's, when workouts are posted, I still get a bit nervous with them. Not nervous like, oh, I'm going to hurt myself. I'm nervous how am I going to stack up against the usual people that are you within know, my time. You know what type of effort it takes yeah. to put forth your best. Yeah. And when there's a partner workout now, there's this comfort. Not that, oh, I don't have to do the work, but you know you're working with someone. You know there's someone you can lean on. You know there's someone who's leaning on you. And I think it's, um, what did we call it last week? A- athletic serendipity. Yeah. I think, I think you just push yourselves, you push each other to paces and to boundaries, you probably won't do yourself. But I, I like the, the, I mean, Jason and I always partner together. Um, we usually wear our best where possible, but there's that, there's a bit of that soldier's mentality that soldiers feel like, you know, you're protecting one yeah. another. Leave nobody behind. Yeah, it, and just, and it has, it has a bit of um, a, a synergistic effect in terms of that athletic serendipity, because if you think about that one workout where we did, it was a partner workout and we were going against some guy from St. Catharines that dropped in and Greg. So, oh, yeah. So ben. you... you ben, ben, right. Smith. Yeah. And, he, ben. and he was actually a, a fairly fit fellow. Right? So you and I together were pushing each other, but then we had another group right at that moment, yeah. not later in the day, right at that moment near us that we were keeping pace with. And I think, you know, there, there was like literally two different levels of increased effort in the workout that got us through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, these, they, they've really evolved for me too. So, um, I, I speak coming from a background of, um, individual sports, right? Lots of track and field. And, um, and when I got into CrossFit, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't competitive at first, but it didn't take very long for me to, okay, competition became the focus. Like, and this is long before, like I'd been doing CrossFit for a year, right? Before been to the regionals before even stepping foot in an affiliate gym, right? So my first exposure to partner workouts was actually quite a ways into it. And uh, for me, I I didn't like them. I didn't like them at the time. It was Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is like a, it's like a watered down, like I'm going to have to slow down for somebody. And like, I could be, I could be doing purposeful training for myself. I was so almost like selfishly focused and driven right um and now i i love them now now they're they're i have just a different appreciation um i think it's a it's an opportunity to get people to kind of that that maybe the one that's a little bit less capacity to pull them through to get them to a new level um and and really i mean it's if we talk about the actual physiology of the workout, it's just interval. It's just interval work. It's just, just sharing, you know, it's a work rest interval. It just so happens that you're tackling with a partner. Um, and I think that, you know, the one that we, we talked about last week was 30 minutes on the rower, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So I did that, that evening with uh, Keem. It was just the two of us. I didn't, we didn't have a third. And, uh, you know, if I was to sit on the rower and do 30 minutes of intervals just by myself, um, you know, I, I could probably hang in there for, but it's just not as fun. Like it's going to feel like work. Whereas like, you know, I'm, I, when I'm on the rower, I'm, I'm doing my part. And then, you know, when, when he's just finishing, you know, he's in the last 15 seconds of his interval, I'm kind of like, you know, giving him some encouragement, like hang in there and, and then I'm getting ready to go again. Right. So it's, you can't, you, you don't, 
you don't let that person take the, you know, take the, the load. Like you want to, you want to do your work. You want to, you want to yeah. share, share the load. Yeah. Right? I, I definitely, I, I have a new appreciation for them too. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I, I love them though. Mm. I think, I, I think it was, uh, um, I just didn't, I didn't have an understanding or appreciation for them. I was ignorant yeah. to, to yeah. them. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. The research in me want the researcher in me wants to, I would love to study that. Yeah. Like if you look, if you looked at the row, do intervals and see what the power output is or the calorie expenditure and then do it with a partner and then do it in an actual group where there's multiple people competing and seeing how much more energy output or how much more of a workout it is. And even just like the old overall physical and psychological yeah. um, experience and, and how it would differ. That'd be so cool. I think I bet you it's been done. Even yesterday we were doing a, a kind of a partner workout, but on the sled pushes. Yes. I mean, I remember I'd push out and I was dying on these sled. We went too heavy. We should have listened. What'd you guys use? 45. Okay. That's what I used. We should do. Lacey said to use 25. And yeah. We got all manly and said, no, we're going to do We thought she was nuts. <laughs> but I remember we pushed out to the turnaround and coming back, the last, like, I would say 10 meters, yeah. 20 feet, 30 feet, just, just torture. Wobbly, yeah. But then seeing your partner kind of there waiting for you, watching you, there's a, there's a, a gear that allows you to kind of shift into and... Yeah. Right, if I was doing that in my backyard, okay, obviously not my backyard. Yeah, I was doing that on my street. Forget it. I'm stopping. Like I'm gonna walk or. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's the whole idea. Yeah. Is, is you don't you you're yeah. part of the team and you don't give up. Yeah, and in fact, that's what probably most people do. They do stop or they'll limit their yeah. workouts as a result. Yeah. So now, on that note. Um, I think we're going to come to an end here. That was actually a fun way of doing the podcast. Maybe we'll, we'll do something like that again, and we still probably have a few questions left over. Um, so that's, this was episode seven of Between Two Jays, and this is a goodbye from Jason. From Adam. And from Jay. Thanks, guys.